In the shadow of the most powerful city in the world, the Capital Golf Gang is on the air with instructor John Ronis from the Ronis Academy at River Creek, executive director of the Middle Atlantic PGA, John Gould, and former University of Maryland golfer, Ron Thomas. And now your host in Washington, D.C., Steve Zabin. Another edition of the Capital Golf Gang from Golfdom here in Tyson's Corner. We have a great foursome today. Buddy Christensen, who is technically not the owner anymore of Te- Golfdom. Technically, technically not, but very, very tied. How about to founder the, and semi-retired uh, owner? Second, How about that? second founder. Yeah, we'll go with that. John Ronis, uh, director of golf at uh, good old River Creek. Mm-hmm. In Leesburg. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? I am wonderful, you guys. There you go. And the Cincinnati Bearcat, Bryant Hatcher, the craftiest 11 handicap in Northern Virginia. <laughs> what uh, are you now? 6.2. Oh. 6.2. Good. Well, you're keeping a legitimate number. I always That's thought right. that was your right. ability. Right. right. I'm glad you're finally up <laughs> right. to it. Okay, fellas. Topic number one today on the show is we're here to have fun, right? Playing golf is supposed to be something that energizes us, excites us. And especially when you get to go to a really nice place, it is supposed to make it even more special. However, playing well, or at least playing within the range of your ability, is kind of a big part of it, right? Absolutely. It's hard to have fun when you are sucking, right? That's true. So how do you manage that yourself And how do you deal with your dearest golfing friends who may at times, Hatcher, not pointing names at you because you have the best attitude I've ever seen on the course, how do you deal with some of the guys we know that go into uh, one of those modes when they're not playing well? Well, there's two ways you can handle it. One, you can ignore them and just let them do their thing. Mm -hmm. Or you can go up and talk to them and say, hey, man, we're just out here to have a good time. Just relax (laughs) and just have fun. Have a little pep talk. Sometimes you play like this. We're we're not getting paid for this. Just have fun. (laughs) Exactly. Well, hopefully some of your attitude rubs off because I've never seen Ronas, a guy, cackle at himself for shankalanks quite like Hatcher. There is no bad shot that phases that guy. It's a great attitude. If you really would step back – and say, what do I look like when I pull this <laughs> mode? You'd laugh at yourself, too. Sure. Because everyone sees it in the other people who they play with that, that act like this. And it's, it really is quite comical. Is. And then you really have to just say to them once in a while, you're not that good. Right. Like, I don't know what you're expecting. You're not that good. Mm-hmm. For me, at this stage, I don't really get upset about anything because I know that my best golf is well behind me. So it's all relative. Am I really going to compare myself to a 20-year-old playing every day with no responsibilities in life, not a thing that I had to worry about, and think that I'm going to be doing that at 53? No, it's just not going to happen. So I don't worry about it. The no-mope rule that we're going to get to, though, that drives me crazy. All right, there's two two modes. There's anger mode and there's moping mode. They're different. They're both bad, but they're different. Buddy, how do you manage being a pleasant foursome partner when it's not going well, and how do you deal with others that you, you love these guys, but at times you're like, come on, man. Well, you know me. I, I can be, you know, political and, and trying to sure. work their way through it. So, you know, I've never run into a major problem with it. Um, I'm, I'm like John. 
I've got lowered expectations. True. And I, I've, I can't remember the last time I was miserable on the golf course. Oh, yeah, because no. Because of playing badly. Now, I, I will say, Zabe, in college and high school, I was hot. Okay, you ran hot. Yeah, I ran hot. Okay. Yeah. And so there was anger, no mope. It was anger that turned into motivation, but I ran hot. There was some there were some close calls with some breaking clubs and things like that. So, right. and I think that came from how do I, what outlet do I have in golf that I had? And I played other sports through high school and what other outlet did I, in, in other sports, you can, you, know, you could slap the ground or you could just play harder defense or something like that. Those days you stink in golf, man. It's hard to find an outlet right. and you can't break all your clubs. So I did run hot, but I learned to manage that a little bit. Now there's no reason to run hot because it's just it's every other shot. Well, you can break them, buddy. We'll just repair them. Yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah. we enjoy that. We like we doing enjoy. that. Right. Keep snapping the, the ball. The way I always looked at it was, you know, if you come from another sport, like you did playing right. football at Cincinnati, which is every day, doing the same thing repetitive every day, and then in golf once a week. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, how am I – I can't replicate what I did in football because I was out there every day and I was always doing something associated with what I did. Right. And I figured out in golf, I'm only doing it once a week, maybe once every two weeks. So how can I think I'm going to be good doing something once a week yeah. that I didn't even start till I was like 27 years old? The key is finding so, a way to decouple your enjoyment of the game from the results of how you're playing. <laughs> You True. can't wrap up too much of, I'm only going to have fun if I play well. And you also, more importantly, cannot identify yourself as, I am a good golfer. That's who I am. No, it's not, Mr. Four right. Handicap. Right. As I said to some of the guys, we played Aaron Hills with some of my best Wisconsin buddies. I joked afterwards, I said, I was talking about this very subject, and I said, I am not whatever I shoot. I'm not, that's not who I am. Now let, said, me, let me. I said I'm a middle of the road father. That's who I'm. Okay, good. <laughs> I said I'm better than some, not as good right, as others, right, and right, I perfect. embrace that. Exactly. Now let me ask you guys this because it doesn't happen to me that often, and and maybe maybe to you guys either. Well, I guess most most of you guys. The how much I paid for this round? Oh. How much does that come into play? Because when I sit there and I say, you know, if I'm playing a really nice place and someone paid you know, 200, 250 bucks to play this round, and they're playing miserably. How much does that sit back and that person say, God, I paid $250 for this? You know, that's because yeah. I don't usually pay. Well, I, and sometimes yeah. it's not about the money. It's about where you are. So you might be in a very special place, whether, whether it costs a lot or not. This is my one opportunity to play yeah. golf course X. So you do have that, that hope and expectation that you're going to play better. Right. But again, you got to keep it in perspective and, and enjoy the fact that you are on. And there are caveats to this. In other words, if you're a single-digit handicap and you're having a day where you literally can't get it airborne, then you're kind of all bets are off. You're non-functional for whatever yeah. reason. That happens, but rarely. Otherwise, you just got to muddle through it. But even when I, that happens. I can speak to that because it just happened to be. What? About a month ago. I had the bad shanks. Uh, and oh, it, oh. Was, it was, it was, I couldn't is there get variables of shanks. Is oh, there the bad shanks? All it was, bad I'm going to tell okay. you why it was bad. First of all, this has never <laughs> happened to me before. And every club in my bag was a shank. Oh, and oh, I shot dear. a cold hundred. Oh. Including driver and putter. 
The only thing, no, I would drive <laughs> no the ball. No putting shanks. No putting shanks. I would drive the ball down the middle of the fairway, and uh-huh. then from there on, shank. Yeah. All the way up to the hole. Oh, Every God. club. Did you Didn't start, matter whatever club I had in my hand. You start aiming further and left and left and left. <laughs> I like, just kept swinging. I'm going to play my way. natural shank in the middle of <laughs> I just was cracking up laughing. And my buddies came and they tapped me on the back. They're like, man, if this could happen to anybody, we know you could handle it. Because yeah. I just joked and laughed the whole time. Yeah. I was like, whatever. This is what's gonna, how it's going to be. The other thing, too, is that you, know, you will have friends at times who have a lot going on in life. You know, family members who might be ill, mother or father issues, marital issues and whatnot. And you want to be sympathetic to that. But at the same time, if you're going to, if they're going to say, let's go play golf with you, they should be able to leave those at the bag stand, right? Right. Because you you would hope, right? Like you, you want to be sympathetic, but at the same time, you want to be like, hey, we're here to get away from all that. Yeah. Can we get away from it for four and a half hours? And, I don't know. and on my end, I don't want anyone ever to feel uncomfortable doing anything with me. So if I'm getting upset, then I'm bringing down their day mm-hmm. right. to an extent if, right. they're, yeah. if they're paying any attention to me, which hopefully they're not. So Nobody I is. Always, that, right, that's, that's the big the thing. thing. Right. None of us guys right. pay attention. We could care less. To everyone else's round. We're no. so absorbed No in idea what stuff. anyone shot or anything else. Right. But I just don't want anyone to, to have anything negative in their round based on my reaction to a stupid golf shot. Yeah. Now, if I drop my hot dog. Oh, my. That's a different ball game. <laughs> that's it right there. Yeah. I have one for you guys. What about if you're playing with the guy who's the cheater? How does that affect I don't care. It's, it'll come in back a, to get a, him in a, at some in point. In a small dollar match? Five a side cheater? Or cheater, it doesn't regard. Regardless. If you're not playing for money, uh, Ronas, I don't care if he I cheats could, all I day. I care less. And if we're playing Do you, for Hatcher? Money, I do. <laughs> okay. It bothers me. It bothers you. It it's bothers an affront me. to the game, right? Yeah, and it messes with my game because now I'm over here watching this person yeah. find their ball that they hit 25 yards in the woods and they say they found it. <laughs> oh, boy. What and about? Then, or they. What about? You can say on the, back, on the back nine, why don't we play like a $3 or $5 uh, Nassau here or just a 3 to $5 bet. But on this nine holes, why don't you not cheat? <laughs> that's a good idea. Right? That's a good way. Why don't you not yeah. cheat? Try why not to cheat. Why don't you add up all your strokes and not drop balls out of your pocket? Right. That'd be cool. <laughs> I don't know why it bothers me. It just bothers me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I'd say all this having been as guilty of being a complete hothead and a psychopath. Hatch has long known me long enough to remember those days. I believe I'm more reformed. I believe I have lowered my expectations. I believe I'm better in that regard. But I always have to police myself because you get too wrapped up into it and there's a lot of feels involved. So I try to be now when I go out and play, I try to be that kind of guy that people would say, hey, he was fun to play with. That's, and boy, those, the, that's the thing that you really want at the end of the round more than anything. Because like we said, no one even knows what you shot. Right. They want to walk away, especially you, Zabe. You know, you're a little celebrity, and they're going to say, that guy was really fun. I got to play with Steve Zabe. And if they walk out of there going, God, man, he was a maniac. You, know, <laughs> right. you don't want that going Club forward. throwing right. psychopath. And if he yeah. was, they would be thinking that right away. Even if he was a little one, yeah. they would say, that's what they would associate. Yeah. Yes, right. exactly. You got to yeah. be careful about that, yeah. for so, sure. So I have listeners to this wonderful podcast in Wisconsin, which doesn't really help Buddy's bottom line because they can't come here and shop, but they could order online. That's right. Of course they, they could. Golfdomgolf.com. Yes. Ding, right. ding, ding, ding. And one of them said, yeah, is John Ronis really that bad with his driver? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm working through it, but it's not, it's not, 
I am mentally, I go into a mini kind of mental seizure. It's, it is that bad. It's bad, bad huh? Oh, it's that bad. Do you want a tip from an amateur? I know you're yeah. the pro. I could give you a tip. I honestly think I'm, 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 I'm doing what I have to do. I'm getting in shape and I'm lifting weights and I'm getting stronger. I really now, I think I need to go actually to get either hypnotized or something <laughs> to try to knock the, the screw loose because it's... it's yeah, it's, we call it, uh, me and McGowan Hatch would call it the bag of snakes analogy. That when your driver is bad, it's as if somebody hands you a, a burlap bag full of rubber snakes, except there's one real one in there. And you have to reach your hand in, grab the first snake you can, and yeah. pull it out. Yep. Chances are it's a rubber snake. Chances. But that one that bites you is the one you remember. <laughs> yeah. And so it becomes a feedback loop of terror totally. every time you're over the T-ball. And it's only the T-ball. If I'm driving yes. around the course and I'm joking around with the guys, I'll hop out and pull an eight iron and say closest to the pin for 10 bucks. Exactly. Putt, 20 foot, or whatever it may be. Driver puts me into a place that none of us want to go to <laughs> mentally. Right. And physically. Sure. Physically, it just destroys me. So, yeah, the answer to him. Yes. Yes. You're that bad yes. with a driver, but yeah. you're working through it. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Here's, so, here's my tip. And by the way, we're at Aaron Hills. I am hitting the ball off the tee better than I have ever because I'm using a sh rogue ST driver. Uh, oh, really? A that's demo. That's like, yeah, because it's the best equipment ever made. It's the best club ever made. I know, so, so title, that's what you play? I'm a mm -hmm. Titleist that, guy. That's what you play. Yeah, I'm Calvary Staff, and it is the greatest club ever made. Uh, that's the one I dropped off at your house when we went on the trip. I know. Well, I, I demoed it. My good friend Eric Gitter, who works at X-Golf in Mequon, Wisconsin, on a slow day in the middle of summer in Wisconsin, where you can imagine how empty an indoor simulator place is at noon on a Tuesday. Yeah. I go in there, and I just start knocking balls into the bay and looking at some numbers, and I'm like, man, my club head speed is so weak. It was like 98 or something. I go, I got to get this over 100 at least. What can I do? And Gitter says, well, swing harder. <laughs> I wow. said, really, that's it, huh? Genius. Swing genius. harder. So what do I do? I start swinging as hard as I can. <laughs> Not caring if I put a dodo mark on the face of this demo club. Yeah. Not caring if it goes 45 degrees right. Yeah. Well, lo and behold, I start hitting some bullets. I start actually moving the numbers up. And it dawned on me, Ronis, I may not have been swinging hard enough all this time. Is that possible? Yeah, totally. I mean, it's, it's, but as Hank Haney would say, it's not that you're swinging too hard. You're not swinging fast enough. Fast. So, hard yeah, is right. Yeah. But anyways. Fast so, is what I mean. Yes. Yeah. And there's like for, for me, this is what, what part of the driver situation. I hit a six iron. I hit a seven iron 165 yards. That's I a carry a driver 208. That's wrong. We got a problem. We got yeah, a problem. That's, that's right? way too short. So there's yeah. something that's mentally, I'm deselling or whatever. Because I'll hit some on the face, but I'm deselling to the point where I can't swing a driver fast. Yeah, exactly. So uh, because of that session and because I was, he then dialed me into, buddy, the, the specs for this Rogue ST. It's a good club. It is a good club. Mercy and, is and a I, good. And I do play it. It feels good. It sounds good. Now, it could be also a bit of coincidence that that at the same time of swinging the club fast that believe, makes you believe the club's better. Like, could, in other words, you well, can go could, back to your yeah. titleist. Well, and it, that's true, but it's, the thing is, if you swing hard and just try or fast and say this ball is going somewhere and try to release your expectations about where, 
Yeah. You'll probably get yourself out of that funk. I think probably. I, I, that's the tip that hard. I'm going to take from you. But I, I, it's hard, I'm, though. I'm with you. Because nobody likes teeing it up, hitting three, right? Or hitting a grounder. <laughs> I mean, who hits grounders as a professional? Well, it's Me. Fun, it's funny you say that. I, I was just, and I play a Callaway Rogue ST driver, and we, I love them all. You know, I don't want to yes. get in trouble with any of them, any of the manufacturers. But I was just out in L.A., went to Oceanside Titleist Fitting Center, got fit for their new driver. Coming that, out this fall. That's going to come out this fall. Um, and the fitter told me as we were fine-tuning it down towards the end, he said, all right, stop for a second. I want you to put in your head that you just three-putted the last hole and you're going to the 17th tee, down one. I want you to swing at this angry. That's, that, Ooh, that was how he – Anger swing. So, wow. And I went – and I probably hit my best shot of the day right yeah, there. But good. I tried to put that, that mode in there. So it was interesting that he used it from a fitting yeah. standpoint. But that new, the Rogue ST is, is outstanding. The new TSR will be worth looking okay. at. And her. each company actually takes the steps every single year. Oh, so. they're in fierce competition to no keep doubt. up. And they're all so tightly grouped together yep. that realistically, you could have had any driver that day uh, from any of the majors, and it would have probably performed just Properly as well. fit from a certified club fitter like right here. Oh, that's at correct. Huge. And that's yeah. Yeah. Ding, yes. ding, ding. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll play a quick nine. Nine hypotheticals and little tidbit uh, questions in the world of golf. We are live at Golfdom in Tyson's Corner for the Capital Golf Gang right here. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Washington, D.C.'s Radio Golf Authority for over 15 years. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang, a foursome of men with tight pants, tighter wallets, and vanity handicaps. We're back. Capital Golf Gang. Zabe here with Buddy Christensen of Golfdom, John Ronis of River Creek, and my man Bryant Hatcher, the former Cincinnati Bearcat wide receiver and avid knock-around golfer here in the Northern Virginia area. So here we go. Quick nine, nine hypotheticals. Hole number one. What's your favorite golf ball right now and why? A lot of good ones out there. There are a lot of good ones. I, I'm going to defer on this because I've, again, okay, got a lot got of a... loyal uh, brands. But, Tell... but I will say that all of the, the top-line golf balls are very, very good. And I've, I know different people that love each one of those balls. So, so truly, you need to figure out which one's best for you. And it's not a simple Buddy, answer. Buddy, don't of, use a brand, but just tell me the construction that you like right now. Well, I mean, well, I'll They're tell all two-piece. Yeah, I mean. No, but I mean, do you, want, do you want a little bit harder ball that goes a little bit further, less spin, or do you oh, okay. want? I, I've been playing a harder ball okay. recently, but I've gone a little back and so forth So I'm on a Callaway staff, so I'm, I'm going to be playing a Callaway product, and um, I play the Super Soft. Okay. And the Super Soft is, is, a, is more of a distance ball, a little bit less spin, but I'm a high spin guy. And so my driver, if it's going to go sideways with less spin, is going to go less sideways. It's going to go less spinny up because okay. I chop at it because I'm afraid of it. So that ball, the Super Soft, is great for me. And it also happens to be a $26, $27 a dozen ball 
as opposed to a $50 a dozen ball. So each manufacturer will have something in those niches that you're going to be able to get for a little bit less expensive. You give a little bit away or, okay. in my case, take a little bit out of the, that kind of golf Does ball. Callaway make a ball that doesn't have those three stripes on it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Every ball. They make yeah. them all without. All right, just checking. Because every, every Callaway guy I play with, they either have the soccer balls, which are an abomination. Uh, mm-hmm. That's you, Hatcher. <laughs> or the three stripes on it, which, look, yeah. if that's your thing, that's your thing. Hatch, what do you play? So I, I like two balls, actually. The Callaway, the, my favorite is the soccer ball. Mm-hmm. And Why? I, like, I just, it's different. Like it. it's I different. just like it. Okay. Yep. And I like. The TP5, Taylor May. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that ball, too, as well. Now, each of these balls come in different iterations yeah. to get to that lower spinning or more spinny yep. uh, ball. Sure. So they're all segmented within. So do you, you like TP5 or TP5X? TP5. Okay. Five. Yep. Yeah. Does anyone play these off-brand balls like the Snells or the Vice balls? I have played them all to see what they're like, and, and uh, again, they're they're. They're good golf balls, you know. They're I round mean, and dimple. They you fly. Buy, if you can't buy them here at it's Golf, they stink. That's that's you get them on Instagram, basically. So, I'm main, all Titleist all the time. Number one ball in golf. I'm a snob is. like that. I like to show people Titleist, number one ball in golf, and they roll their eyes in the first tee. I do like the AVXs though, yep, which is a slightly firmer ball right. than the Pro V ones. And I'm telling you, the uh, the Titleist yellows, they're not DTs, but are they AVXs? They're a little bit harder. Than well, they offer different yellow in, in all of them now. The and yellow Titleists are so good because so you can't lose them, and they've got a tiny little metal flake yes. in the paint job, yes. like an uh, NFL cool. helmet. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay, hole number two, quick nine. Which would you watch besides the PGA Tour first on television if you had your choice and rank them? Live Tour, Euro Tour, Senior Tour, or LPGA? Well, at my age, I'm playing, I'm looking for some of these seniors that I played against in college, like Jerry Kelly and Petrovic and those guys that I played with constantly in college. So I'd go senior first to wonder what happened to me. And then um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'd go Euro because I'm looking for kind of that up-and-coming LPGA. Okay. And then I'd rather be, uh, I'd rather have my fingernails ripped off before I watch the Live Tour. Okay. Hatch, what about you? Oh, see, I'm going to go a little different there. All right. I would watch the Live Tour. Okay. Shotgun start team, just different. Music, right? Yeah, okay. just something different. Then I would go LPGA. Okay. And then I'd go Senior. And, and then you're all. I don't care about Euro. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> all right, buddy. What about you? So, it, to me, I'll watch any of Euro Senior LPGA if it's a major. Okay. So, so you know, if it's a a women's major, I'm watching the LPGA <clears throat> over the other. So it yeah. depends on the event. Um, if they're all just standard events, I would say uh, Euro Senior LPGA, and then live. I would go Euro one, LPGA two. Senior three and live four, not out of any principle, but you have to go find them on the internet. True. I can't just flick them on my television. You didn't say that was part of the equation. That's a part of the equation. It's part of the mix right there. You can watch it on YouTube. Watch it on your phone. Can't even see the ball. No, I have YouTube TV. Okay. And what are the names? What are the names? Who's leading? NSLD. (laughs) You have to learn those. Who is these people? It's going to be interesting, though. They just, what, they got the new announcers going there. They're going to try to get this. There it is. 
tightness. Yeah, the the cord. Cord. Yeah, Charles exactly. Barkley's going to go over there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> I don't know about that. I, Hole number three, what percentage of the time do you hit a bad shot when you specifically club down in order to be safe on a hole, i.e. hybrid instead of driver or iron or something like that? What percentage on average do you think you hit that shot badly anyway? I think off the tee, uh, I'm, I'm never, I mean, I'm usually clubbing down and hitting it and fine. But if you're talking about going down from a seven iron to an eight iron. No, no, this is a tee ball. You're playing oh, it ball. safe. Yeah, when you I play it safe, it, but yeah, no. what percentage of the time do you screw up anyway? I'm curious to Zero. know what you guys think. Zero. Wow. Listen to you. So you drop down to a, a three wood from a driver. You, you stripe that thing. Well, I don't stripe anything, but yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. buddy. Buddy, what about you? So I have a good friend of mine who owns some stores up in the Northeast, and uh, he has a saying. Uh, he's a one or two handicaps have been a scratch, maybe even a plus at times. If you're gonna lay up, bleeping lay, lay up. up. Yes, I've heard that so before. He's yelled at me when I'm trying to lay up with a three wood or a hybrid. He's like, "Take your six iron and just That's strike not, that yeah. thing out." So I've gotten better with that. Okay. Of, Living that, and and I would say I'm I'm much better now. Eighty percent of the time does yeah, it work? Yeah, we'll we'll go seventy to eighty. All right, Hatch. I was gonna say the same thing about eighty uh, percent. For me, it's fifty fifty. <laughs> Honestly, every time I try to play it safe, I hit a bad shot, and I'm like, you know what? God hates a coward. That's why I'm being punished. <laughs> Stop trying to be so cute. Hole number four. How do you answer somebody who asks, "Do you mind if I play music, or do you mind if I smoke cigars before starting a round?" How do you answer that? I'm, I'm good with all of the above. Okay. I, I can sense you uh, probably have a strong opinion on this. <laughs> no, I'm just asking. Yeah. I do. Yeah? So, you know, the, the music thing, I don't care. I play music. I, I like it. Right. And I don't care what it is. But it's you, enjoyable. The, the cigar thing, all I say is when they ask me that, if they're riding in the car with me, I go, just don't blow the smoke my way. Okay. But it's, it's impossible not to avoid it, though. It's, it's smellable. They get out of the cart, smoke it out of the cart when they're standing okay. there or whatever. Just I, I blow the smoke in another direction. Ronus? Uh, honestly, I think in life, personally, because I'm just a pushover, if someone asks me, do you mind almost anything, if they ask, I'm okay with it. Okay. Yeah. I would, uh, I would love to not play with music or anyone who smokes a cigar, but <laughs> all my friends now smoke cigars. Hatch is the only guy I play with I know that doesn't smoke a cigar. And me. Yeah. We're the last two that don't even do that, and I never will. I don't get it. I'll never get it, but people love it. And they're some of my best golfing friends, so that's not going to happen. And then as far as music goes, I always say, oh, you want to play music? Well, I'm picking the songs, and that usually stops them in their tracks. <laughs> yeah, they say, because they don't say, do you want to listen to my music? They say, do you want to listen to music? And whose music it is, Hatch, is the ball game. It's the whole thing. Oh, do you we'll think not everybody has great tastes. You might we'll not see. even consider what they're listening to music. Agreed. Right. <laughs> see, I, I'm pretty open-minded. Yeah, so when I play music, depending on who I play with. What if I played club bangers? Yeah, the whole time. Fine with, Fine with you. Huh? As long, oh. I just say mix it up. How about we a Dua Lipa set list? Major set list. All Dua Lipa all the time. I don't even know who that is. Thank you. You dated. <laughs> okay, we move on. Hole number five. I give you three grand and a hall pass for a four-day weekend. Your wife and kids are gone somewhere to see the in-laws. You can go to one of two places, Hilton Head or Myrtle Beach. Where are you going? I think at this age, I'm going to Hilton Head. 
Okay. I think. Going um, for the premium cut of meat. I, I'm not sure if I've even been to Myrtle Beach proper in my adult years. You'd so. remember it. Yeah. Or you'd have the arrest mm-hmm. record. Yeah. Hatch, Myrtle Beach, or Hilton Hood? Okay, first I got to ask the qu- So you're giving me three grand. Three grand. Well, I don't, free reign, four days, golf, whatever other activities you want to do. Well, I don't have a wife anymore, but I do have kids, so I don't have to worry about that. I'd probably take the three grand, go to Myrtle Beach, and hit up the dollhouse. <laughs> <laughs> and with the remaining $42, you'd find a twilight rate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and a muni. <laughs> yeah. exactly. The golf would be the last one. Okay, the then. Buddy, where would you go? So uh, we've done a trip with my college buddies, and you played with them one day. Um, 15 years, I think we're on now, 15 to 17 years. And we are going to Hilton Head for the first time this year. We did Myrtle probably the first 10. We bounced wow. back and forth with Charleston and, and back to Myrtle. I, I've not played at, I've been to Hilton Head once, but I've not gone for a golf trip there. So I'm looking forward to that. I don't think if I just had a choice to just go play, I would go to Myrtle Beach. I think I would go to okay. try Hilton Head. I think I'm becoming a Hilton Head fan. Family's going back there later in August, and I'm looking forward to playing this time. Last time I couldn't play, my arthritis was flaring up, so looking forward to it. All right, hole number seven. Hole number six, what's the best gadget slash accessory to come out for golf in the last 20 years? Is a yardage device yeah, range in the finders. last 20 years? No, it's not. Okay. Those so came range out finder in the 90s. Range finders did? I had a Bushnell range finder in 1994, one of the first ones, that didn't require a reflector on the pin. Okay. And you know what the Bushnell rep told me? He goes, I said, how'd you invent these where you don't need a reflector? He goes, well, we made them for hunting, and the deer just were not wearing the vests. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) So that's a great answer. So so if it's not a range finder, which does feel like in the last 20 years that's kind of taken off, I, I would say speakers on the uh, okay on the. Carts I'm going to say the uh, the the pistol grip for the putter. Oh uh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, the yeah, the specialty grips. Yeah, the yeah. claw grips and yeah. all that other stuff. Okay, yep. Hatch. When did they make the the lines on the putters? On the putters that or the would balls? Be ni- putters. I think it was 1908. Yeah, the alignment lines. The alignment lines. Yeah. Okay. I like those. But well, then, I had a zebra in high school. So yeah. it had the line of lines. lines. I had, okay. lots so of lines. Let's not yeah. talk about that then. I'd say the wingman. Yep. The wingman, which is the yardage thing for Bushnell. It's a speaker for music, yep. and yep. you press a button, it'll tell you the distance. Yep. Yes. Okay. Those are, uh, those are all pretty good answers. I would say the uh, dial laces on shoes, like the new the boa. Biomes. Yes, yeah. the boas that uh, I got from you, I love those yeah. shoes. I, I like that. Technology. Tying your shoes are for suckers. Yeah. Suckers. Get the biomes. Okay. <laughs> hole number seven. Have you ever hit somebody with a golf shot? So I played uh, in high school, or I was in college, played with one of the, the guys working here, and we hit our tee shots on 17 at Herndon. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Herndon Centennial? Yes. Oh, yeah. Par five. So, <laughs> yes. Par five, and it's kind of over this hill, yep. down the hill. And then number two, I think it was, was coming the other direction, sure. or three. So we, we hit our drives. We both hit them straight. And we come over this hill, and there's a guy laid out in the middle of our fairway. <laughs> no. And we're, we're carrying our bags, just walking, going, that was your drive. And he's going, no, that was your drive. So we're arguing the whole way there, who hit this guy. We get down there, and it was his drive. So, but we both hit it straight, so he was in the middle of our fairway. We couldn't see it. Did the guy and live? And the guy was fine. He was laid out dramatically while we walked 
250 yeah. yards. So he flopped. Flopped right. so like LeBron. And his, <laughs> his son was there, and he was like, yeah, he got hit. It bounced once and hit into him. And it, but he, did, 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 it bounced, and he's laying and on he the ground. Laid out, laid out. Yeah, and because he this, didn't know if he was like a multimillionaire. <laughs> right, right. And then he saw kids. us and saw like beer yeah. cans. He was only 25 years too late. Otherwise, he'd have a piece of the store. Exactly. Shouldn't have told that story. Ronis, you ever clip anybody? No. No, okay. I never have. Hatcher? No, but I've been hit three times. Oh, I've been Ooh. hit. Oh, yeah, you have been hit. And the wor- and I'm going to tell you, I've been hit once in the eye. Oh, my God. Whoa. In the chest and in the butt. And the one in the butt hurt the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Felt like someone stuck, stuck a hot pitchfork up my butt. I oh got my one in, in the shin right from the teeth. So one, two feet straight off the tip of the driver into the shin. Ooh. Ooh. And then I've been hitting the back a couple times with just drives. Oh. And it's scary because when it hits you, like, it, there's, it's like a, whoa. And then you don't know what's going on, but I've been hit. My arm, it's broken. Oh, my arm, it's broken. <laughs> but it hurts. I've never hit anybody. My dad, uh, God bless him, clipped my buddy James Pellin in high school at uh, Algonquian on number 17, <laughs> hit a low scream and a hook that clipped him in the leg and just took his legs out like he was <laughs> chop-blocked as a defensive end. It was great. He survived it, though. <laughs> Hole number eight. Would you rather make your final putt of the round, however long it is, or hit a good tee shot to start out on number one? I know what John's answer is going to yeah. be, but I, I mean, we're going to make the final putt at some point, right? Right. <laughs> right. Not, it's a tap so, No. I mean, no, short even, of a tap in. Even so, I hit and drive off number one, just a nice, okay. that sets the tone for the day. I think I have a better chance of shooting a good score by sh- hitting that first drive off of one rather than maybe saving around by making a 30-footer on, on, uh, on 18. Hatch? That final putt. Thank you. That's me too. I cannot stand missing the final putt. Usually it's at least three or four feet if you're not scraping it from generous distances. Who wants to go home on a missed putt you could otherwise make? Now, sometimes you'll have a 15-footer. You cozy it up to a tap-in. That's no big deal. Right. I, you know, one of the guys I played with recently was like, oh, man, I just want to hit a good tee shot on the first tee. I go, why? It's only one of 18. Right. Don't put too much importance on well, it. You, you says, want it, but it doesn't mean anything. Putting to me is easy. And you know what? Part of the reason is that I think I'm a, still a really good putter. Half of them don't matter. You know, once you hit two balls in the water That's off the tee point, or you yeah. hit a ground ball to the ladies' tee, the putts don't matter. It's easy yeah. to make a 10-footer for six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Finally, hole number nine here, quick nine. Is it rude to just blurt out and ask your buddies in a following foursome, what'd you shoot right after a round? Or should you let it sort of filter out organically? Is that I rude? Don't, I don't care. No. I, I, yeah. I hate to say it. You're not curious, though? I could care less about what Someone anyone I don't, shot. I don't care, but I'm curious. I just want to know. Not, I want to hear curious. some numbers. The only person Hatch, I'm asking, I like numbers. The only person I'm asking that to is the cheater. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you shoot? So he can tell another lie. <laughs> Yeah, Get him on and record. I can call him out. Force his testimony. <laughs> right. Okay, buddy. I'm, I'm more interested. Hey, how'd you play today? You know, too vague. Because they'll say, they'll say, they'll, they'll say, say you just played with me. You know how I played. Well, no, we're this would be this would be a following force. Oh, following yes. force. So not in your group. So yeah. as soon as he walks, you know up. how the people played that you played yeah. with. Right. You know, right. you got another group. Like, I is it care. rude to just go? Well, just shoot. <laughs> Like you're comparing things. It I'm is just, rude. It is rude. I think it's very rude. So you got to let it filter I, 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 out. I think it's very uh, nerdy. Okay. I agree yeah. with that. Okay. None of your damn business. Well, like, it's just like, what do you like, shoot? What do you shoot? Yeah, what do you shoot? Sure. What, what do you care? Right. Like, just, and just lie. 
66. Because <laughs> <laughs> they'll just be like, okay. Go have a beer. All right. Good nine, boys. When we come back, final segment here. Uh, we'll talk about some of the news on the various tours and where we are headed as the FedEx Cup playoffs approach on the PGA Tour. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang right here, live from Golfton in Tyson's Corner. Stay tuned for more from the Capital Golf Gang. Are listening to the Capital Golf Gang, four guys who will knock your lights out if you dare to ask for a gluten-free hot dog at the turn. Final segment here, Capital Golf Gang, Zabe with Buddy Christensen of Golfdom, John Ronis of River Creek, and my friend Bryant Hatcher. So, Live Tour continues to churn up things. The third event of their schedule will have been played almost to completion. By the time the show airs on WJFK 106.7 in D.C. And we'll see how this event goes. They're picking up a few more players along the way. No big names yet. The Cam Smith rumor has apparently faded because he's not jumped yet. Maybe the price is going up. Faraday is left, though. And that is new. Hatcher, you have not been on the panel here since all this has gone down. And I know you've got some things you want to say about the Live Tour. And more importantly what some people are saying about those who choose to go play it. Correct. So first thing is the guys that are making the most comments are the guys making all the money. So Rory, Rory. McIlroy, Tiger Woods. Now, if I was in, and golf is so conservative, no one ever wants to really speak up. Now, if someone like me was on the tour and I was like player 100 or player, you know, 125, and someone's offered me guaranteed money. A Kevin you, Knott, in other words. Right. Well, let's, you, let's, let's, you, be, let's be real close and say Harold Varner. Yeah, Harold right, Varner. Right, yeah. same we'll race, say, same, same everything. Yep, so All someone right. like Harold Varner. And then Rory Macro is like, you know, saying that these guys are going over here and it's, you, you know, you're selling your soul and you're doing all these things. Well, you're the $100 million guy. I'm the $3 million guy. you damn right I'm going to go over here and make some guaranteed money to support my family and do what's right for me. How, now, how dare me, you have a comment when you're up here getting all the top sponsors, you're making all the money, and you're going to have, you're going to make a comment on what I'm doing and what's important to me and my family. So you object, family. you object to the other players impugning a moral inferiority for those who are just trying to make a living. Right. Correct. Okay. Let me ask you this as an African-American man. Do you think it's incumbent upon Harold Varner to speak up if he hasn't been asked? Because why wouldn't he be asked? What do you mean? If he has, if Harold asked Varner what? hasn't been asked, asked to, join to join that live tour, so you think, don't you think he, it's right. incumbent on so him he, to speak up? Because why wouldn't he be asked? He's correct. better than most of those people. He's he's a, a unicorn, right? right. Yep. And and he's got and he's in Jordan's back. Are you saying it's a? He's got Nike and he's got everything else. In my opinion, if he hasn't been asked, I think he should step up to the plate and say, let me just tell you where we're at right here. So They're asking all these white bread boys to come out there. They didn't ask me. And they haven't asked me. Right. And really? Interest, I have interesting angle. Good, I would have yeah, never, never thought, thought this, that, much right? less yeah, from you. That is true. So he should I'm be indignant. Right. Like, 
Hey, well, ha- how about a brother? Let's go. Not, I'm the not, only not, other guy on not, tour. It's not how. It's not that as much as let's really look. If you're taking a look and, and taking the moral <laughs> compass, and you're saying these guys are bad guys and stuff like that, well, maybe they're also extreme racist. Maybe they're this, they're that. If they haven't asked him, then you know that he, morally, they, I think they have something else going on. Or Greg Norman okay. has something else going right. on. Right. Hatcher, go that's, ahead. That's true. I never thought of it. I never thought that, of it. And I think it's incumbent upon him to, to speak right. if he hasn't. And now, if he has, then no big deal. He'd, he'd get he killed, rumored though. at one point? Why would he get killed? Because people are going to say, oh, look at Harold Varner. He thinks he's worthy of going to the live, and now he's crying he racism. He's crying racism because he, along with 100 other tour, tour pros, didn't get invited. He, he is, if he's, his world ranking is certainly as good as most of these people. And I, again, know, I know he's in the mix, but there's a lot of guys in the mix. I know, but there's not a lot of guys that are, that are one person of their classification. He's okay. the only one. I don't know if he's the only one. I think there's other ripe targets that have not been asked and have not jumped. It's okay. hard to then say. Not to fit we in his category. Okay. Right. You, know, you yeah, do know, that, so, the, so, so the Live Tour has announced, or at least they leaked to SI.com, that they're going to evolve next year into having relegation for the bottom four guys, just four of the 48. And they may not include people who have contracts, like, say, Mickelson. And that there's going to be a qualifying tournament that you can get into to try to make it to the Live Tour. They're doing this to try to appease the World Golf Ranking Points Committee to say, look, we're not just a closed tour that's exhibition. There's a way to get on the tour. Will it make a difference? It makes a huge difference. But it's all confusing to me. You've got 48 guys that teed up the first week, right? Right. You had to have 48 that week. Right. Now you've got guys added. We still got 48 guys. And now we've got guys. But where deleted go? Then nowhere. Well, they, can't, they can't come back. I, I don't know right? where they went. I don't even know how to track who's been kicked off Correct. the live tour. So, so the now teams got, are changing too, you know. Right. So you got the teams. They're talking about you know uh, putting ownership in in with the the captains are going to own twenty five percent of these teams. And but I, again, so there's an X amount of guys that are in. Vaporized right now. So are they playing for those final four spots? I don't know. Wait. So then you got is it the final four, the bottom four golfers or the bottom four teams? Because could two guys could be from one team. Now we got to fill them I, back in. I have no idea. Okay, that's what I'm saying. I'm confused. I, it, I don't know if they have any idea. It's think, changing think, all the time. And I think that's a good thing. It's just like, you know, they compare it to other sports, like when the USFL came in and they did a little rule changes and, and, you know, the NFL adopted some of those rule changes. So I think it's great that, you know, this other secondary uh, group tour tour came Mm -hmm. to do some things different than the PGA because they're saying, hey, the PGA is kind of stale and it's the same old thing. Let's try to mix it up and do a little team event, do this and this. And, And I think it's great for the game. And when you say you're confused, I mean, I could say the same thing about PGA. Like, I'm confused about Monday qualifying and who's in and who's not, depending on where you finish in Q school, depends on what tournaments you get. Right. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff in the PGA Tour we don't know about. Sure, on how they get sure. There. I don't care. All we're there is to watch the people that are on TV. Right. But- Here's the thing. Here's the one stat to put in perspective. Somebody emailed me this. They said, okay, so next year they're going to have 14 events on the live Right? That's a lot more than eight. That's six more, almost doubling it. At three days per, that's a total of 32 days, right? <laughs> 14, 14, 14. 32 days. 40, that tour is. 42, but keep going. 
Yeah, keep going. <laughs> we, we, Three I, I, days you, times 14. 42. Yeah, 42. 42. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> your podcast addresses your math oh, God, issues. Yes. That's <laughs> terrible. That's fine. So, anyway, 42 out of 365. Well, what is it right now on the PGA Tour? If they're playing 20 events times four, then a that's 80. More. So it's, you know, again, it's almost three times. Double, but you're not counting the majors either, yeah. which is considered to be, for the average golf fan, part of yeah. the tour. But well, they only have so, to play 15 on the PGA Tour. I know. Only- but my point is, how relevant can this tour be with that small of a footprint on the sporting landscape? They're only going to be active well, how many, for 42 how many, days how many, a year. How many... Were they this year? And look at the uproar they're causing right now. Well, they're tearing things up because of the money. Yeah. Yeah. But as I said, and I'll say it one more time on this platform, it is a terrible idea. It's a junk idea that's got a lot of runway. It's a loaded, gold-plated 747 that's starting to rumble down the runway. I don't think at the end of the runway, as long as it is with the Saudi money, it's going to fly. Well, it's interesting because from from an agent, you know, we have friends. Yes. If, if you're walking in there and they're saying, all right, $4 million guaranteed, you're right. also guaranteed 15 tournaments with last place 120000 Right. Right? So you're in all of those. Because yes. we know you're in all of them because you're in that top 48 or whatever. Mm-hmm. So your guarantee is X. Oh, I'm sorry. We're going to actually bring more people on now, and you can't play in that right. tournament. So now your income, just your guaranteed, just got depleted. Right. So now all of a sudden, if you only play in five, because you're on that bottom four, bottom 10, bottom 20, bottom 30, because you know it's going to keep going. Then all of a sudden, your last place, you don't get any more. Guaranteed yeah. 120, you don't get. So now, 120 times 15, I can't do the math on that. Right. But to me, that's about $2 million. It's a great deal if they can find a truce with the tour and let the live guys play back on the tour again. I think that was the play all along. Yeah. Fact, Obviously, yeah. The, the, what's the final goal of the live tournament? They all have a goal. Negotiate peace with the tour to let their guys play back on the PGA Tour and get world golf ranking points to be in the majors. It's like with every sport. To pretty much wear them down. Right. Like every sport that brings in a secondary. Right. You know. They're hoping that Jay Monahan says, okay, two years into this, we'd rather have six events with Brooks Kepka than zero. Mm-hmm. Let's just go ahead and let they these are. guys play. They we'll are. see. We'll see what happens. All right, fellas. Great, great show today, buddy. As always, Golfton is fully stocked, beautifully air-conditioned in this dead of summer to come on in, get fitted for clubs. A lot of club makers come out with fall clubs, so you might want to get ahead of the game on reserving a chance to be fitted for, like, the new Titleist coming out. Correct. And everything else. A few more things coming out, too. Okay, very good. Boys, good to see you. As always, great time. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend, everybody. Go play golf even though it's hot, and we will see you next time on the Capital Golf Gang, presented by Golf Club. This has been the Capital Golf Gang. If you'd like the gang to visit your home course, send your inquiries to zabe at yahoo.com. That's C-Z-A-B-E at yahoo.com. Or visit the show page at www.theteam980.com. And for free swag, we're all an extra large. So yeah, thanks for the shirts.